Hey, and welcome to the Mountain Cat Guitars podcast, where we discuss all things guitar-related. My name is Doug Meyer, owner of Mountain Cat Guitars, and I've been buying and selling guitars professionally for over 25 years. From boutique guitar and amp builders, vintage guitar dealers and experts, guitar repairmen and luthiers, retailers, manufacturers, and of course guitar players, we talk to the people who buy, sell, play, and of course obsess over the things we love most, guitars. <laughs> Hi, this is Doug from Mountain Cat Guitars, and welcome to Mountain Cat Guitars Podcast, episode number eight. Today we are very excited to have my old friend, James Cobra Carbonetti, here in the shop straight from Brooklyn. How's it going? How are you, Cobra? Well, Co- well James is now James Carbonetti, but we <laughs> know him as Cobra. Yeah. And we could start right at the beginning. Um, I met you um, at Chelsea Guitars, where yeah. I just about met everybody. 2004. <laughs> wow. You've yeah. been prepared. Yeah. I know my history. 2004. How long ago? 2004 is how many years ago? We'd have to 14 math. years 14 ago. years ago. So how old were you? 18. Oh, you were 18 when you started Chelsea? Yeah. I thought you were even younger. No, I just had graduated high school. Oh, that's right. And I got the job because I was working for George Ogomowski down the street. Right. And practicing at the red door or green door, depends right. on what era you were yeah, there. Yeah, you talk to, right. And I was working for Georgia for like 50 bucks a day. And did you live there? Well, I mean, maybe <laughs> for a minute. We all had our nights there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and then... He was like, dude, you should play, you know, work at a guitar shop. Danny's down the street. I was like, that's a great idea, you know. And Dave <laughs> Shankoff also was pushing me to do that, too, because I didn't really know what to do yet. But didn't Danny hire you when I was away? Yeah. Well, cause I <laughs> He went, always hired everybody yeah. when I was away. I'd we'll come back and I'd be like, too. who the fuck is that person? Yeah. <laughs> that was a Danny guy first. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then that switched. <laughs> but but Dan, I went in for the job, and Danny said no, because we're good, you know. Like, we're fine. But who sent you? I was like, oh, Giorgio from now. She's like, Gamowski? He's like, if he comes in and tells me you're a good kid, I'll hire you. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I never knew Because that. he was like a big Eric Clapton, Yarbrough, so he knew yeah. of Giorgio and everything. And oh, he wanted to meet him. So he's like, if he tells me you're a good kid, we'll hire you. And then that happened. And then worked there for a little bit, not knowing what the hell I was doing. And then got comfortable and showed up four hours late one day and you fired me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, excuse- I wonder why. I always, you always say I fired you. I don't remember Well, because I didn't really know what to do. But no one does, you know, no, like totally. at the beginning. No, no, but it was funny because also I was a Danny guy. Right. And Well, he hired, he, he would always hire people when I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. like, he hired Craig when I was on my honeymoon. <laughs> I came back and I was like, who's that? Who's that guy? It's Craig. I'm like, what is Craig doing here? Uh, Craig didn't know anything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But so you fired me. Remember, because I lost my shoes. Oh, right. (laughs) And you weren't the only Chelsea employee to have lost their shoes and not been able to. Age called. Age called and was like, I can't come to work today. I was like, oh, why is that? He's like, I can't find my shoes. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, so you only have the one pair of shoes? It happens. Yeah. So then, then when you, you had the fired shoe issue, me, I guess I was like, "Oh, yeah. it's really." I was thing. like, "Doug, <laughs> on my knees," and you rehired me. You're like, "Now you're my guy, and let's learn some guitars." And you taught me everything about vintage guitars. Oh, 
and that's when I became Doug's guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't like Danny. Guy. But, I mean, it was all one big thing. No, totally. But, but Dan never really hired anybody who didn't work out. No. You know, ultimately, like he had a good eye. You know, he just liked funky people. Totally. You know, didn't you? He showed up like the second day in like a luge outfit. Yeah, oh yeah, that was Remember a good the one. Canadian, the Canadian luge, luge outfit. outfit. <laughs> 1986 Calgary On your skateboard. Yep. And my headband. (laughs) And an almost mustache. Yeah, Yeah, we're like, what? Yeah. Okay, cool. Danny's like, yeah, I knew I liked this kid. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then you're like, oh, it was great. And then, but hanging out with like G. Smith, I remember the day G. Smith told me about Free. He's like, you gotta get into Listen Paul to Casas, this, right? And you told me about Ronnie Wood, and was like, those are my. You know, that's what Chelsea guys. was about, really. Like, yeah, you know, I remember, like, you know, I, I kind of knew who Peter Green was, but those guys were Peter Green freaks, and then for like two years, always listened to his Peter Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah every yeah. day, all day, totally. Peter Green. That yeah, was like, like, it was like going to college for real. Yeah, you sit there with like GE and would show you how he's how those songs are played. Yeah, you're like, where well, is where is this? Ever the thumb happen? is over here. Yeah, he just show you shit. He's like, oh yeah, I, I saw him play back then. He was doing this, you know, like you're like. You know, like it was just an amazing place to be. Yeah, you know, no, it, was, like, it was awesome. And then you worked there at the same time as Daniel, right? Yeah, we we crossed uh, paths. Yeah, because everybody, because Daniel came and went, and Maddie was probably gone when you came on. Yeah, Maddie was playing college. Yep. Yeah, I was I was there from what two thousand four to two thousand six, maybe. That's it. A couple of years. Oh, that's right. Because I went to Thirty Street, and then you came with me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's it's funny because to put all these years short. together, yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure when I started and stopped there. I yeah. think I was there for about 12 years, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, you know, like because it all it's all yeah. There was the Roger period. Yeah, there was the. See, I just missed all that in the Chris Trainer period. Right, it was right before you. That was all like yeah, and they're all different a couple periods years before me. Right, and there was the, like, the Daniel Jackson yep. period, and that that's why we want to do the Chelsea Guitars Reunion podcast. That'd be the best. Get as many people yeah, as we yeah. could get who work there in one. Because imagine it'd be too funny. Yeah, the craziness that went on there. Like, and no one ever believes that. Remember the shit. gate fell on me that one night, <laughs> closing up in the spring. And unloaded. then I had the broken gate sale. We had this. Danny was yep. in England. Yep. And I and Fire I sale. and I called around and the, to fix the gate was expensive. Yeah. And I didn't want to ruin his vacation. Because <laughs> he would have flew home. Yeah. He was in, he was seeing cream in England. Yeah. So I had to you had to climb under the gate yeah, for yeah. the broken gate sale. Yeah. I and I raised enough money to fix the gates. Yeah. <laughs> I was a fucking genius. Yeah. <laughs> the broken gate sale. I was like, all right, I put a note. Every time. Climb under here and I'll give you a good deal because we need new gates. There we go. That was that pretty, was a good one. Pretty good thinking. Because yeah. it was like, you know, it was, well, it's like $2,000. Business one and one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sold a few things. I fixed the gates. And Dan came back and was like, huh. these gates look different. I'm like, yeah, they're, yeah, they're a little they different. Broke. <laughs> oh, I hope we got a good deal. Did, did you call gypsies? Like, no. Remember Danny's thing with gypsies? Everybody had to be Love a gypsy. Them. Everyone. That's yeah. the only people you do business with. Remember the gypsy with. who was painting the sign and he fell and broke his leg? Yeah. <laughs> The back. thing is, the gypsy, he's not going to come and sue you. Right, and Danny kept giving him money, too. So. <laughs> I was like, don't give the gypsy money. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> that was outrageous. That was right in the same time as, like, 3D Bob. Right. And you got to get him on here. That'd be I know. One. I was always at Chelsea, like, last week or two Bob. weeks ago. And they say they see Bob all the time. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a crazy period. Yeah. So getting to guitars. Yeah. So when you started at Chelsea, you know, like, 
it was just ripping back then with you know like with vintage guitars. Yeah, every day. I, mean, I was in love with that '57 Junior that was in the window. Right. I got really into Juniors, and that's when they were two grand, and they jumped to ten grand right. within right. a year. Yeah. But you were into it straight from the beginning. I remember yeah. seeing you like staring at. Weather oh, I was obsessed. You were obsessed, and that was right when the Nashes were coming out, the earliest kind of relevant yeah. things. They weren't particularly good. No, but they were happening. You yeah. see, no caster like from Fender that was nice. And totally. Like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. You know, the Rosington guitars came out, and those were yeah. cool. But you immediately had that interest, and you were yeah. like a kid. Yeah, I was, didn't know what the hell I was yeah, doing. But, Craig was starting to show me some repair stuff. Right. And you took to that really quickly. Yeah. That's why it was you were already like half a repair guy right from the beginning. But you were aging guitars for Danny right yeah, from yeah, the Yeah, from the top. And I just feel lucky of feeling the real stuff first. I feel like a lot of people... You're doing the relics or the aging stuff or whatever. Don't haven't felt a '57 gold top. Right. Haven't felt like Danny's old Fender prototype or like the right. sh- shit that you can see that you can't really see. Now. Right. Well, that's the thing. A lot of in a lot of people's relic work isn't. It's not really, real. Right. It's interesting, but it's not. It doesn't look real. It looks yeah. like an old, like even Fender stuff. It just looks like someone jabbed away totally. at it, you know. And like, also being a musician, as you are and I am, we've played instruments for a long time and see what happens, right? And you very rarely see even vintage guitars. You really rarely see one that that's be that be yeah, yeah, yeah. as these relics are. You know, you see exactly. one once in a while. Yeah, the guy must have toured a lot with, or like, but you never see him like Rory Gallagher's. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah exactly. Like Bobby had that strat. Remember, I got the Chelsea guitar, the Junior. That yeah. thing got. Pretty torn up. But Did I was, see it somewhere recently? Yeah, it's around. I still have it. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've changed parts on that so many times. Put a Bigsby on it, take yeah. it off, or whatever. Put a strap pick That's up. That's right. That was like your thing, and you that were was like my subject. first. Yeah, that was when I was in the subject, because that was my first real guitar. Because I was so into juniors, and he was like, we did Right, were you torn guitars. with that thing? Oh, yeah. Because Brian Monty made those first run, and they were cheap. Right. They were also There were only two of them. Yeah. There was and yours and I, the other one. I got one from Danny's lawyer. Oh, Ronald. Ronald. I got, I got Ronald's guitar. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were like, like two of them. Like the two prototypes. Yeah. The other one I think is still there. <laughs> That's awesome. It's somewhere in there. Yeah. You know, like, but those were really cool. Yeah, though, Brian Monty made, you know, Juniors. Yeah, yeah. That, that we amazing. were selling the there. And slacker. Yeah, it was really well done. They were like basswood or something. Yeah, or something yeah, yeah. cheap. You know, they were totally. supposed to be like 900 bucks. Yeah. You know, but those were cool. So, they were great. Yeah, and you, right when you started at Chelsea, you were still touring. You oh, were we were touring, touring constantly. a ton, yeah. So it was in and out. Yeah, you went away for like a few months at one yeah, point yeah. in like a station wagon. Yep. Or, so, or someone's mother's car. Dave's mom's Lexus. <laughs> that... We toured four of us, and we had the U-Haul hitch. We had a hitch put on. You were in it for months, though. Oh, yeah. We would camp outside of, like, Walmart in the patch of grass. Two in the car and two in a tent. The good old days. For very long periods of time. Oh, yeah. We did it. We did a bunch of tours. I remember we toured... Like, the, this band, The Walkman, got us to tour with right. them. And they're like, you can tour with us, but you have to drive our van to California. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> We're like, sure. <laughs> okay. No problem. Yeah, let's we do that. this whole camping excursion, <laughs> like the White Sands Desert, the whole fucking thing. So you grew up in New York City. Yeah. I grew up on Roosevelt Island. That's right. And then, yeah, that was, then I moved to Greenpoint right before I started working at Chelsea. Right. And then... Right, because you were living in Brooklyn, right? When yeah, I, yeah, You were yeah. already in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you were already in the subjects, because you had already done... A yeah, the subjects shit. we started in, like, 2003, when we were still in high school. That's right. They, yeah. <laughs> they were our high, high school, school teachers, teachers. Dave and Joe. <laughs> yeah, and me and Matt. And Matt was on drums. Right. 
Yeah, and we did that. Yeah, that's right. Matt was a drummer. I always forget yeah, that. We did that till 2009. Oh, you guys did a lot of shit. Yeah, toured. Played a million tons. shows. Yeah, Barry Barham, the whole Yeah, thing. you guys were everywhere. We were in California. Yeah, we did it. Um, that was what was cool about Chelsea is you could do that. Yeah, everyone understood. Everyone was doing their thing. It's yeah. like, oh, you're leaving for a month? Okay, cool. you show up when you're supposed to. Right. Or close to it. Close to it. There was a time, remember, I disappeared for three days from Chelsea with Greg Gehring and Mike Whitty. Yeah, well, yeah, Dan fired you for that. He did. I, and, but I, he didn't. But you just came I back to work came. when you got back. Like George Costanza, like, us. Oh, this is a joke. He was really pissed that next day. He's yeah. like, what do you mean but you like left? Because I was there when you left. But, like, more like we were a hanging father out Right. Yeah, he was just like, well, he shouldn't do that. He should have like, told well, what me. would you have done? Like, a there's a giant tour bus, a bunch of psychos, and they say, come with us and go have a good time. You're like, That was okay. the night I got the name Cobra right. from Mike Whitty. That was the night, yeah. I remember that night. I was yeah. there. Yeah. We were all at Sinead Bar. That's how yep. we, I was playing at Sinead Bar. Yeah. And it was Rosie Flores and oh, all yeah. that whole, it was called, it was a tour. Yeah, it was Greg It was Garing, Greg Gehring, Rosie Flores, someone else Mike was playing with. Mike was playing bass and doing sound? Yeah, or sound managing? Yeah, it was, it was a disaster. Some wealthy guy put up the money it was, for this thing. It was a, it was a week <laughs> tour, and we didn't leave Manhattan. We had never got to any of the shows. The thing broke down. <laughs> someone was wasted like, in the yeah. Bronx. They had to go find him. No one knew what was happening. Yeah, none of the shows actually happened. Maybe one. Yeah, maybe one. At the slipper room. And that was it. <laughs> Like it was like three blocks away. Yeah, <laughs> I think the first show, yeah, was like in like Virginia. And then I remember like, never get close. No, no, no. And I remember we were driving and about to go into the tunnel to start going. And then I was like, I've had enough. <laughs> yeah, the four days I slept out of Manhattan, I can still see my house. Yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna re-emerge myself. Yeah, so I remember Danny was like reality. so upset. I was like, dude, what are you gonna do? How old you were? Eighteen? Yeah. Like, At eighteen years old, would you have done that? Too? And he was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I came back and I worked. Yeah, I think for one day he's like, you can't work here yeah. anymore. You have to, you know, if you say you're going to be here, you got to be here. And you were like, he all was right. right. He was right. But it's Chelsea Guitars. Yeah. I mean, I think the only person who ever got fired from Chelsea, I don't think it was even possible, really. Yeah. Like, because everyone did incredibly dumb shit. Yeah. You fired me and rehired me on right. the spot. That's, it's just making a point. I, I fired Craig, even. Yeah. Just because I didn't know he was. <laughs> and now I know, now it's nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, I'm my best friend, but I remember he hired Danny. Hired him. I came back from my honeymoon, and I'm, I walk in the store, and I'm like, "Look in the repair area, and someone's repairing guitars right there." And it's Craig, you know? Yeah. What the fuck is yeah. that? Like that tattoo? Yeah, yeah, that crazy beard thing. I was like, "That guy does not look okay. He looks like a psycho." And he was the best. Yeah, turned yeah. out to be, but he didn't know shit. <laughs> he was like, went to one of those somewhere. schools for like two weeks. Yeah. And Danny's throwing like 53 less balls at him. He's like, uh, okay. oh, I don't know how to do this. And I'm like, don't worry about it. Just look like yeah. it'll be fine. Yeah. We sent him to Richie Bax because he couldn't wire anything. Yeah. You know, like, and then he told us the whole story. That was the, the first night we went drinking with him. Mm. And he said, like, can I? Because I was like, you went to a, a Lutheran school. How come you can't wire a guitar? And he was like, he just like ducked the question. And then finally he goes, we're having a few beers, and he goes, can I tell you why I can't wire a guitar? And I was like, yeah, why? He's like, when they taught that at the school, I was in jail. <laughs> I was like, oh, I like it even I was more. Like, you are my guy now. I'm like, buying you a beer. Yeah, it's like, two things are going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> You're going to go to this guy, Richie Baxter, he's going to teach you how to wire a fucking guitar, and you are, like, getting a raise. Yeah. <laughs> and then I called Danny and told him, he's like, greatest thing I've ever heard. That's awesome. <laughs> Send him to Richie Baxter. Yep. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I that was like, what it is. If someone was cool, Danny was yeah. down. Like, yeah, you know. and like you guys were like, dude, go out all night, tell me stories. Like, yeah, it, it was. Fun. Oh, you guys would roll it just like oh, such a still, mess. Still up. Yeah, yeah. Most people like, they're rolling in all kinds of banged up condition. <laughs> But that's always and, cool. Like you can't do that at a guitar center. No, no, no. You know, they just—that's what guitar shops were like. Was they were like where musicians did their things. Yeah. You know? And when all our customers were like us too. Yeah. You know, you, and but you treat people with respect, and you had fun. You you gave their guitars respect. Right. And it was club. Yeah. You know, and you could be in it if you were just into guitars and weren't a fucking asshole. Exactly. You know, like then you're in. You got yeah, yeah. tons of guitars, and we'll yeah. do crazy shit. That's right. Mess with really great guitars. Yeah. You know, and like and learn about playing music. Totally. You know, and that look. At that, you know, exactly. like, I always say, you know, I was super fortunate to like have gotten my job there. Yeah, because uh, you know I hung out there all the time, like everybody life. else. Yeah, yeah it's it changed too. the whole course of my life. You know, and I, I, I talked people. to the fellow whose job I took, my friend Dwayne, who was in Four Horsemen, like was the, had my job. Yeah, and then he, I of course wanted to work there, but he had that job. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was doing other dumb shit, and then I got fired from some job, <laughs> and I was just hanging out at Chelsea. And he called me one night, and he's like, "Look, you know, I'm moving back to Georgia. Like, yeah, would you take my job?" And I was like. Fuck yeah, man! I hate to say no, but like, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm there. Yeah, you know, like, and without that, I put, you know, probably wouldn't have been in the guitar business. Same Just here. a lucky break. I've thought about this so many times of like the road and just where it really started, and it's so funny of just like. Randomly working for Georgia and then into meeting you. And right. Then well, the Chelsea just seemed to pull people into it. There's a big it. magnet. Of you that. know, like most things, even like Mountain Cat, like what I do now. Totally. Like, it seems the idea of it for me was like I, I was done with stores. Yeah. So like minded people. Yeah, I was like, I'm just going to open a place and let the energy go out. And usually it picks up like energy. Yeah. You know, and then I've had. You know, just an amazing time with amazing people the whole time. You know, just super folks. You know, yeah. I keep finding them. Because it's not, I don't advertise all that much. I just want the right people. I don't even want a lot of customers. Totally. I just want the right customers who dig what we're doing. Exactly. You know, who respect what we're doing. We respect than... them. Yeah, I just want people who, you know, are dicks. You know, for lack of a better word. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to deal with fucking assholes yeah. anymore. You know, like, and I did, I don't get any. Yeah. You know, no, like, I've, same, same. If here. you presented the right way, stores just became very hard to keep cool. You know, all the rules. And- it's just like because guitar centers, I think, and that's a slag guitar center. But when you have a corporate type thing like that, and the people don't have that same love for the thing, it's more of just selling a thing. Mm-hmm. It could be shoes. It, it becomes adversarial almost. Yeah. You know, it's like they don't like their job. They're getting shit on by the people up above them. Yeah. So they're not happy. And then the customers come and in. And they start to hate And music. they're not nice to the customers. <laughs> right. And they're cranking this music that's so loud. It's just not the right environment. Like, you know, years ago, when you walk into a guitar shop, you would, like, the bells would go off. You'd start seeing guitars. You'd yeah. see the guy behind the counter. looks just like the guy behind the counter at your shop. Yeah, it's yeah, a little yeah, different. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's listening to maybe a little different music. Yeah, yeah. But same dude, you know, he's reading vintage guitar magazine. Yeah. You know, hey, what's up? Yeah. You know, like, you know, and that's when you would even tour around the country. You would just hit the local guitar shops. Exactly. That's where you find your people. We still do that all the time. Yeah. It's awesome. There are still some little shops out there, yeah. but not like it used to be. It was no. a whole network of them. Totally. Like, you know, if you were going to Albany, you were going to Lark Exactly. You know, you knew if you went to Rochester, you were going to House of Guitars. Exactly. You know, like, you know, yeah, yeah. And that's how you, you know, planned your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, now, like, a lot of them have gone. Like, Large Street's down here now, yeah. which is great. But, you know, like, and House of Guitars, I think, still. But there were so many little shops. Syracuse had shops. You know, you could just. just Ohio stuff. had tons of them. You know, like, there were just so many great little guitar shops. And mostly, you know, the guitar business has changed so much where there's little places like mine and yours. Like, if there were still guitar shops, we'd probably still be working in them. Yeah, you know, like you know, but it forces people to go do their own things because you can with yeah, the yeah. internet. Exactly, you, know, you don't have to pay you know ten thousand dollars rent to do what you do. You don't need a storefront in Manhattan, right? To make these guitars, yeah, yeah. you know, you couldn't do it. 
you know, yeah. you, you know, you just so then you're just paying. You're it's just too much rent. money. Yeah, right. You know, you just can't just be cool. They yeah, have to yeah, sell yeah. beginner guitars and do lessons just to cover the rent. Mm -hmm. You know, you could never do this kind of thing. Yeah. So like, that's why Chelsea was such a magical place. You know, like. You know, all kinds of things just went the on. Pressure was there. different. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't all, it wasn't like a regular business. It was like a clubhouse almost. Yeah. You know, like and everyone Big was doing their things. And as long as it made enough money that you know Danny was happy, then yeah. he didn't care what went on in there. He liked all that. Yeah, yeah. That you know, was like, the, the art of it. Yeah, he loved to find like you know like he like Neela. Remember Neela? Mm -hmm. Remember they like you know yep. he just called me at home one day because she walked in. She was young, and she said, yeah, "I want to learn how to play." Guitar like John Lee Hooker, yeah, and then for Dan, he's like, job. wait a second, <laughs> calls me at home, like, <laughs> like there's a girl here where she wants to learn how to play like John Lee Hooker. Will you teach her guitar? I was like, sure, yeah, you know. So she comes over, and then like a couple weeks later, someone we needed coverage for somebody. Yeah. I was like, hey, you want to work at the guitar store? Like she was Jacks like, or something. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> She's working there. <laughs> she was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, answer the phone, Chelsea Guitars. <laughs> like, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. She was a real character. But, the, you know, like that place just, you know, did that. And then yeah. we're all here. I mean, Daniel, yeah, we're half all the people I know, you know, like worked at Chelsea. Yeah. So let's um, pivot and because um, I'm looking at these things. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to get to them <laughs> somehow. So so we both worked at Chelsea, and then I went to 30th Street Guitars, yeah. um, and, and I brought you there. Yeah. Because, you know, you were doing your thing, you were aging guitars, and you yeah. started aging guitars <clears throat> there mm -hmm. that really started to catch on. Yeah. And that's when Eli entered the picture. Yeah, and Eli is the champion. Like, he just believed in me in a way which was amazing. I remember working on one of his guitars, and... He was like, dude, if you ever want to do something, let right. me know. I'm down. And well, I told him no for like a year or six yeah, months. Yeah, well, it was an odd coincidence that Eli was a really old friend of mine. Yeah. You know, like he was, and I lost touch with him for years because I think he moved somewhere else. Yeah. And I knew he was actually the, like the manager of my band really early on for a minute. Yeah, I forget yeah, yeah. how I even met him. But he was like booking gigs for us. And then he, um, I think he moved to L.A. or something. Or he was moved somewhere else. Moved somewhere and then came back. And then came back. And then I think I was already at 30 Street. We reconnected. Yeah. And he was into buying guitars, you know, all that stuff. And then he discovered you. Yeah. And I think I had already left. Yes. You and then just left. To come up here. Oh, yeah. And then you guys kind of did that. Yeah. Then we started Cobra Guitars together in 2010. Was that 2010? 2010. So, uh, no, it couldn't have been. Because I was already... Was I already living up here? Yeah. Oh, I guess so. You were. So I think I moved you here right gone. at the end of 2009. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, because even when you guys put the whole thing together and you left 30th Street, I was already up here. Yeah, exactly. That's right, because I remember right, yeah, going to the grand opening with Brian Monty. Yeah, that was at, driving at, at the Red here. Door. That was at Georgia's place. Right. That was a great night. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff's band played. That was a crazy night. Was Brian, a crazy Brian night. came. Yeah, he was staying in my house. Yeah, yeah. I drove him in. That was the best. Yeah, that was a crazy night. I remember I was late to the party. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I was still making these guitars. Like, turn the last screw. Dude, it's 9 o'clock. Where the yeah. fuck are uh, you? I'll be there in a minute. Yeah, hold on. I'm about to jump in a cab. It's like 10 o'clock. right. Tell Jeff to start playing. Yeah, just someone play some music. Yeah. That's right. There are a lot of people there. Yeah, this is a good one. That's right. I come in, like, all covered in, like, sawdust and sawdust. Yeah. That's right. I forgot. Die. Yeah, so that was a big thing. And Cobra Guitars was on... On the East Village. Yeah, it was right next to Hell's Angels. Yeah, that was a fun third. little spot. It was awesome. We found it on Craigslist for like 700 bucks. <laughs> I needed a $700 place in New York City. It was a little like below. It was subterranean. Office. Yeah. And we were there for a while, for like a couple of years. Yeah. And you were like shooting nitro right on the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. The whole sidewalk in front of that building was like glowing. Yeah. Because <laughs> we had the little 
the little wall there, and I figured I was like, no one really knows what lacquer smells like. Well, and the hell's are right there. Yeah, so like, no one cares. <laughs> no one's going to question anything. Anything, whatever. It was really like the safest block in the world. Like you can do yeah. whatever, just don't piss them off. Yeah, just be cool. Like yeah. I remember one time Billy Gibbons was by, and they asked like, "Hey, Cobra, do you mind if uh, we come?" So I was like. Give me a second. <laughs> Even is it right if, if the Hell's Angels come? He's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure it's cool. Though. <laughs> yeah, but you never know. It's like, oh, you were with my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I got like a skill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we like ZZ Top. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> we like your music to party to. really yeah. fun. And that was my mindset, too, of like, Chelsea Guitars. You make it a clubhouse, and they will come. Yeah, well, that was a total clubhouse. That oh, was like, you know, God, I remember is. walking in there like 11 in the morning with Night Bob. Just like a cloud of smoke, so it's sleeping over there. I was taking a bong hit. Yeah, you know, the place reeks of weed, and then like some guy walks in with his kid. <laughs> Someone's snoring Play it the cool. They're like, yeah, be cool, dude. <laughs> uh, hey. <laughs> Yeah. How old is that kid? <laughs> he's he's got to learn one day. Yeah, exactly. But that was, and that's why I'm grateful for Eli too. Of just like he got it, right? And like, well, that's what I wanted when yeah. I opened Mountain Cat. I wanted it to be Chelsea Guitars again. That's I you think know, like, our thing. Like, yeah, because you want just it, that feeling of somewhere where someone can be comfortable. Yeah, in doing their thing and have fun. Exactly. You know, Chelsea was always the bottom line was always like we were always making prank phone calls. Oh man! Like we were sending Junior to yeah Forty Eighth Street Guitar or not yeah or Twenty Seventh Street Guitar. Yeah. That, I don't think we did it to Junior. We did that to... Wait, 27th Street? Isn't that the street that 30th Street Guitars is now on? Oh, weird. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, well, who that. do we send to West Side Highway Guitars? And then they're like, I'm on the West Side Highway and I don't see it. We're like, what are you, fucking stupid? <laughs> like, just come back here. Yeah. <laughs> we spent half our time making yeah, phone joking. calls. Yeah. You know, like... But that was fun. Like, Dan didn't yeah. care about any shit. No. But that day, like... Jackson and Junior, we give them the job of going through all of Danny's pedals in the back yeah. and seeing which ones worked too. and which ones didn't. And, yeah. and Kat, so they, for two days, they sit back there, they smoke cigarettes, and they play with these pedals. And then they're like, we're done. And we're like, yeah. oh, cool. So do you, have, do you have the list of which ones work, which ones don't? And they're like, what? Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> which ones work, which point. ones don't? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was you a like lot. Of, it down, like, no. There was a lot of those projects, or like the upstairs, the case project. Oh yeah, that one went endless. Over yeah, was moving it's around. Just the shit. new guy, just go move some shit around <laughs> upstairs or in the back. Yeah, well, there's that point where who was up there, Roger and somebody, and they just wanted to hang out up there. So they would just sit up there, and every once in a while they'd hit something, yeah. just make a noise yeah, like they were moving things I've around. I've definitely been up there taking gig bag naps. Yeah, you come yeah. And Dennis like, Kelly invented that. Like, he up. would come and be like, I'm hungover, I'll be up there yeah, sleeping. Yeah. And like, someone would come in and they'd be like, is Dennis here? And you would hear, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, you go wake him up. Yeah. I'm not fucking doing it. He was hungover. Yeah, he would just come bag. in and be like, gig bag bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'd hear him go broke. Yep. That was that he's We've out. Had it. Yeah, Danny would come in like, "Where's Dennis?" I'd be like, "Yeah, <sighs> yeah." The, like, really? the one it was on the left. That one. <laughs> that one was the, the better ladder. sleeping one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little more secret. Yeah, I, I slept on the in the middle of the floor there once. I was came out. It was like at the flu. Yeah. And I was like an hour early. I was like, I gotta get some that's sleep. Where it was I just cold. Made it. it was freezing. It was yeah. Terrible. The marble floor. Yeah. Like oh. And Danny's like, that's where Tesla had lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Nikolai Tesla was here. Yeah. I was like, uh, whatever. Cool. Yeah, sure. Yeah, who cares? It's yeah. <laughs> awesome. Feel it. So, Cobra guitars. Yeah. Which basically is are these guitars? They, I mean, the first Cobra well, guitars were Tellys. 
Well, the first, yeah, the first Cobras, Brian Monty, were making right. the necks and the bodies for me. Right. And they were thin line tellies. I did a couple right. strats. But they were, you had the aging thing already together. Those yeah. were just very heavily I was aged, painting them. really cool. You know, they had instead. You already had a headstock, which is yeah. this headstock, but no, it was a different, different. Had the thing. C, right? But then I was cutting the telly bridges. I was always right. trying to make you were it doing interesting shit already. Not. And then very quickly, I, I had a three thirty five you'd built yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. That was real cool, and it already went right into. Yeah, I made Chris Trainer that. That's it was right. Like the three thirty fives, but there were he bolt-on. has one with the nineties. Yeah, but it was like always trying to switch around, like. All right, Gibson never made that a three thirty five with P ninety, so still right. We always talked about that. Yeah, you know, why and did the, they make that? The two dog ears, right? Because G Smith always said dog ears sound better than right. soap bars. Which he'd always take his fifty seven yeah, special. He put, he put dog ears in them. Yeah, put dog ears. So you could see it. Yeah, in and the back position only. Though. Only in the back. Yeah, because it had the junior sound. Right. Because the soap bars are different. So then do that. Then I did bolt on necks, and. So just kept it different. Then big V-necks. Always loved those. Yeah, and yeah we were just big, gigantic yeah. And then necks. I got really into rounding off the fretboards That's all right. a lot. So like yeah, those are really like, are, I'm sure there's a bunch out there. Yeah, I made. I ended up making 35 or 40. Oh, wow. I yeah. those are even there were that many. Yeah. That's right. You were banging those out. Yeah. You know, you were getting, you were like great at promoting that company. Yeah, we had a fun time. That, and then that premiere guitar thing. Basically what happened was your band got. Yeah. Busy. Basically. Yeah. It, that, and that's what always was great about this too, of like having the band and then the shop. They well, the whole thing the was that time. the band played those guitars. Yeah, like Jeff had the bass, yeah, you yeah. had the guitar. We Cole. just started Caveman at the same time, right? At 2010. Yeah, that was kind of the thing of the symymetry of it. You were exactly. making the instruments that your band was playing. Yeah, it's like nope, you got to play this. Here's the right. guitar. I mean, and they that, were cool that instruments. Junior with the horse on it. Yeah, the Johnny Thunders one. That was a really cool one. Jeff, that Jeff has that hollow. bass. Yeah, and then. And Matt was playing the guitar. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. You know, so that was like a hip thing. Yeah. That yeah was so that was a, you never really saw a band like that, like a band, and that's oh. why he's making the instruments yeah. for the band, and he's in the band. Yeah. And then but you guys the got hot and... immediately, and then you went on tour forever. Yeah, then we were gone. We For our second record, we were on tour for three years. <laughs> it's like real. I was like, doing yeah, like where's Cobra? Like yeah. New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, we were in Iceland for a week. <laughs> yeah, you were everywhere. I'd yeah. probably be like, Jesus Christ, you've seen the whole world already. Bro. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. It was a good time. Now we're recording our fourth record, which wow. is crazy. And it's our fourth shop <laughs> of Carbonetti guitars. I've moved a few times. So, yeah. so when we did Cobra Guitars, we're on 3rd Street. Right. Then that ended. And then I moved into Robert James' men's oh, right. shop. So I that was awesome, that. too. That was, that was also cool another clubhouse. Also, so our friend Robert James had the menswear shop on Orchard Street. And you'd go into his suit shop and go to the top floor. I remember floor. that. That was a cool thing. And then it would just be the same thing, like a big cloud of smoke. And, yeah. and, couple, and we always had the record player. Right. That was, that's the first thing that moves in. Yeah, always. Set up the record player. Yeah, let's do this. And then build benches. And we made, we were there for three years. That's right. I forgot about that. And then that's he, when I was really, I was just up here. Yeah, you're up here building it. Yeah. You know, like. And we did a bunch of guitars there. And But right before that, I had met Moss. Right. And Eric from LaBella. Well, wasn't Moss... Was part of the original Cobra guitars on Thirst Street. Yeah, it? yeah. So I met him through Mojo. He's like, you gotta know Moss. Like, and it's Moss Hino for yeah, all you folks Moss at Hino home. Moss Hino NYC, the man. And he is part of what you now have is the, the guitar, guitar shop, shop. which yeah. is you and Moss and, and Eric from LaBella Strings. Yeah. Have a really super hip shop in Brooklyn, yeah. and that's in Sunset Park, right? Yeah, on 34th, between 4th and 5th. Right. So, and that's a super cool place. It's almost like a guitar shop now. 
where it's it was a whole floor now. It's I know. Kind of yeah, it wasn't crazy. the whole floor when I was there. It was like no. half the floor. Yeah, and half the other floor was the the salon. Right. Because there's like a that. photo studio upstairs. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I met Moss in 2011 because his the shop he was closing or the shop he was at was closing. Right. And I was like, dude, if you ever need a workbench, he showed up the next day with all of his tools. <laughs> And Eli was like, what the fuck? I was like, it's going to be okay. It's, it's gonna be fine. Cool. He knows worry. what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's but Moss help is me like a lot. legend. He taught me basically, well, then I went from getting necks and bodies from Brian then to actually starting to carve to out my things, own necks right. and he my own bodies. made his own thing. Yeah. Cause, and Moss was like, I remember hearing of him like he was a Rudy's back then. He was then, at right? Rudy's like, from 85 to 2000. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, you got to go all the get your stuff done by this guy, Moss. Yeah, you know, he's the, the craziest shit. guy. Yeah, I remember like, like, you know, like he had like the superstar clientele yeah, and all yeah. that. But he's just like a super cool guy. Yeah, and he's just the sweetest guy yeah, and craziest but so talented yeah he's amazing and just like oh I'm gonna do this this well, way well it's kind of one of those magical things because yeah. you know you needed someone like that at that time that's, totally that's the way I always tell people like that's the way like I didn't really plan Mountain Cat the way it came out it just came out that way but if you have to be open to those things exactly you know like you so like the boutique guitar thing, I never did boutique guitars. Yeah, so I did vintage really guitars. Exist. So yeah. like you know, and I you know, but and then when it just kind of started happening, which was mostly an accident. Yeah, you know, like because I was only going to rep Brian Monty mm-hmm. and do vintage guitars. But I think when I put up the first website, I think people thought there were going to be builders. I just didn't list the rest of them yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. the builders started contacting and yeah, me. they started contacting me and saying, "Oh, you're opening a big <clears throat> boutique guitar shop," and I was like, uh, "I." I'm repping a builder. Yeah. I could probably rep more. You know, but then I always tell this story, you know, Doug Cower from Cower Guitars was the first guy to call me and he sent me guitars. Yeah. He's like, Can I send you some guitars? And I was like, Yeah. I'm down. I didn't know what they would be. Yeah, yeah. You know, like They're the banshees. And they were right? No, it was before banshees. Mm. You know, it was where they were daylighters, you oh, know, like yeah, his yeah, first yeah, yeah, model yeah. things. And they were really good and he was really cool. So I was like, All right. You know, it was great because he was willing to consign them with me. Yeah. And I had no money to start with. So totally. I was and then he just said, Hey, if you like my guitars, you know, you should call Mike Potvin in Canada. Yeah. So I called Mike Potvin. He He's was, great. Well, these guys needed somewhere with the where somebody base. could represent their guitars. And especially with access to New York City, and been in the business for a little while, it didn't seem like he was just going to try to flip their shit on eBay and exactly. you know try to make give, some money. Give it the respect of right. So you know, it just started it growing that way, and I just kept following. Then I met Adam from Satellite, and it just started growing, and I liked it, and it was yeah. somewhere cool to go because the vintage market is not quite what it used to be. Yeah, and especially you that me to Adam, who's a champion. Right, right. Well, got, that's right. Me and Adam came ends. in on a, in a blizzard. <laughs> yeah. Because Adam didn't really know what a blizzard was. Because no, no. he never saw one before. So he like we he came to New York and he's like, oh, because one of his friends really wanted a Cobra guitar. Yeah, yeah. He's like, we have to go to Cobras. Like, <laughs> I have to check out those guitars. And we were bringing you an amp. Yeah, yeah. So... It was like a monumental oh, blizzard. it was crazy. And we decided we're going for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So we get into the city. You can't even park on the sides <laughs> of the streets because there aren't any. And yeah. Adam's like, oh, it's not so bad. I'm like, you ever saw the California? You never even saw snow yeah. before. He had no idea what we were. Yeah. And somehow we got there. And then we hung out, of yeah, course. Yeah, it was the best. Yeah. And then I, somebody else was there. Like, And then we dropped off. Might have been Bob. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Makes and we sense. had like a wonderful time, and then yeah. we had to drive back home in the fucking yeah. blizzard. But yeah, he checked out the car, and we dropped you off the, that amp. Yeah, yeah. It was the Which best. you took I, on tour. I toured with it for a while. Yeah. That thing's awesome. I have it in my house, actually. I need that thing back. You yeah. have it. <laughs> I got room. Yeah, just it wound up at my house. Yeah, yeah. You know, but 
Yeah, and um, now you're doing the project with Adam, which is yeah. awesome. Well, that's the cornet thing, yeah. which was another So cool that Brian's thing. making in another small world. Yeah, well, it just kind of came together. Like I forget how that even came up, but we were talking about something. We were talking about cornets or something. Yeah. Adam has one. And they were like, let's make cornets. And then we just sort of did it. Yeah. You know, and, and it just kind of caught on in a really amazing way. Yeah, it's awesome. We're like, a lot of guitar players I like. Josh is doing great finishing. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, guys like, you know, like Mark Ford's playing yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, Kirk from the Roots called yeah. for one. And, you know, I just like, ran into him the other day. <laughs> he's really, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I went up sending that guitar because somehow it wound up with me. I sent yeah, it down yeah. to him, and he played it. He's like, "I'm taking this," yeah, yeah. you know, like. And then, you know, Rich Robinson had one on the last Magpie Salute yeah, yeah. tour, and Audley Freed has two of them. Yeah. Then I had a bunch of guitars with him that I worked on and repainted through, through Doug Redler. Right for, for Rich. Rich. Yeah. Yes, I saw a picture of him recently with that white SG. Yeah, yeah, I did that, <laughs> and then I repainted that big black Falcon. Yeah. And I made that arm guard. Yeah, I remember. I see. I see him playing yeah. that. You know, like, fun. but yeah, I just happened to be looking at pictures <clears throat> of something, Magpie Slurs. But I saw, I was like, that white SG, I remember that. Yeah, I remember yeah. it was your, your place. You're like, oh, this is Rich Robinson. Yeah, I'm, a mage. I'm yeah. doing this. Yeah, that was early on. Yeah, well, he had me do a bunch of his guitars because remember in Sandy, he, he got had a big his, flood. Yeah, yeah, and his red 335 got messed up. And he's like, Gibson was doing it. Do you want Tom Murphy to do it? He's like, no, I got Cobra. I'll have him do it. And, right. But then it was funny doing that guitar. It was like the finishing was so crazy on it. The new Gibson finishes, they're like, Plastic, like well, we talked to because night. I just had Josh on the the last podcast, yeah, yeah. and he really explained what those finishes are. It's like just plastic, plasticizer. So it yeah. so it won't weather check; it'll stretch. Exactly, and that's Which what gets is, weird. It doesn't soak into the wood at all. No, if you get a chip, you can peel the whole. It's like an egg. Yeah, that's what Josh explained because he strips them every day. That's why they sound weird because it's. Not in the wood. Right. It would sound better if you just stripped it off of there. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, which was what we do, but then when Josh shoots a real finish. Exactly. Then but it, it becomes... It makes a huge difference. Yeah, how the wood resonates. You know, like the Beatles. They say the Beatles kind of they started... Stripped they stripped everything. Yeah. And they, they said... John Lennon's 330 was stripped. Was, yeah, the, the blonde yeah. one was the brown one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, they just start stripping this, but they said it, we'd do it... But even his J160E uh-huh. strip with... I just thought he had a natural one also. The same guitar. Yeah. You know, but they said it. You know, they, these companies aren't using the same lacquer they were using in the 50s. So you have yeah, to strip yeah. it off of there. And a lot of people say that they started the stripping thing, but I'm sure there were other people stripping things. Yeah, but, funny. Yeah. but it made sense. They said it sounded better. Which I'm sure it did. That zip strip. That's nasty stuff. Well, that came or, up in the Nightbot one where you're like yuck. sitting in your basement with this and all of a sudden you're seeing things. And yeah. You're like, you're like, oh, wait, this huh, is crazy. My hands toxic. feel funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my legs feel really spongy. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, do it outside. Yeah, no. Don't do it in your house. Well, Nightbot was saying that he got like a black strat from the guy down the street uh, and saw a picture of Jerry Garcia had a yeah. strip strat. So he decided to strip his. <laughs> and then he's like stripping it under it is like. Sonic Blue or something. Oh, so he stripped man. off two like custom color finishes, and then doesn't realize that his is older and that Jerry's was ash. Oh, so it didn't look at it. <laughs> sells it to some guy down the street. But oh man, people did shit like that. Yeah. So and you were shooting nitro at Cobra guitars. Always nitro because I was vintage. Like right. I was trying to be as pure as possible. Well, that was the thing when Doug Cower first mm. called, and like well, especially when we got into the Banshees. You know, like. I wanted him to be nitro. Yeah. I want everything to be nitro. And Doug explained point, it to you me. Just can't. But he, I said, you know, I'm not into it. And he was like, look, you know, like he's like, I can't shoot nitro where I am. Yeah. You know, but he's like, this the water based stuff is this. It, it, if you shoot it properly and you shoot it thin enough, it is the same. If I, the only thing it doesn't do, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It won't weather check in the same way. Exactly. So like, so it's different. So Josh can't do his thing too because it won't check like a vintage guitar. Exactly. It checks in unpredictable ways. ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is fine. You totally. know, when he shoots it, he shoots it really thin, uses the right stuff. 
Yeah. You know, like it, I, I still to, have a new bottle of water lacquered out dust piled on. Right. I mean, I would always want things to be nitro because you get into that vintage thing. Yeah, and that's I've stuck to it. I've been lucky with it. I got a new mask, so that's that's good enough. No, that's dizzy. key. Yeah, well, that's another thing. I yeah, think guys I mean, had it, a lot it of kills you. Yeah, it I think a lot of those guys really got yeah. sick from that. You know? Like Les used to like oh. shoot nitro in the back of Chelsea. Like, yeah, and he wouldn't have a mask on, and I would be like, dude, yeah. aren't you supposed to wear a mask? He'd be like, I can't see with that thing on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've used that excuse that's before. Not good. <laughs> But like he would like just shoot like little of it in the back of Chelsea. You know, yeah, so everyone would be like, it. "Oh, what is yeah. that? Open the door!" Like, oh, it's super toxic chemicals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really, what I was always doing outside of Chelsea guitars. But it would definitely come oh, in, yeah. and they're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, like dizzy. really, like the sidewalk in front of like Cobra Guitars was oh. like, like yellow. Because well, there was that brick wall I'd paint in front of it. There'd be guitar <laughs> silhouettes <laughs> of gold. Because <laughs> also Brian Monty sent me that. I still have a little bit of it. That Gibson the real gold bronze powder, powder. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, whew, it's almost out. Yeah, like, but he sent me a whole thing. Then you just put some in there, and you mix it, and it's real Gibson gold. It's like yeah, the right I stuff. I remember that. Yeah, those were those was always so much fun because you were just learning so yeah. much. Like anytime you hung out with anyone, you learned so much. That was, and then even when the whole you know boutique thing broke loose, and then were all these other people building guitars you would talk to. Like that's why like everyone when, had their own thing. Yeah, and you, and you could communicate. All these guys met each other There's on no forums. Ego. It's just like yeah, it was together. Super, yeah, that's why every builder I knew at a certain time they all knew each other. Exactly. You know, they were all friends. Yeah. You know, so and they really were broke down of, the barriers of like competition. Yeah, it wasn't like competition no, at all. Everyone's doing different shit, right? You know, no one had you know, and there was just so many cool. There were still so many people making so much cool yeah. stuff. But I say like this is the golden era of guitars because you can get a new guitar, yeah, and you can get like a new Mexican telly, and it's amazing. They're great. You know, like for five hundred bucks, you can get an amazing yeah. guitar, and you can get what a Fender Blues Deville. For five hundred bucks, and you're in a band. You're fine. You know, you're fine. You will sound good. Yeah. Will, so you can, could be a pro. You can be in tune, yeah. right? You know, it'll, it'll work and it'll sound good. <laughs> or you can go get all this handmade stuff, and there's still a Gibson and Fender for. Yeah. for you but know. then at that price, yeah, if you go to Fender for a master bill, you're spending seventy five hundred dollars, and then sixty nine. Yeah, yeah. You know, totally. for twenty two hundred bucks or something is a better guitar probably because it really is nitro. Totally, and you it's know, handcrafted, and it's a handmade guitar. Yeah. So there's all that going on too. So there's all these choices. Yeah. You know, there's things like yours that look nothing like anybody else's guitars. Yeah. I've just taken all the stuff I've learned from you and Danny and Nightbot. Well, you always had that aesthetic. You know, even the very first Cobra guitars had an interesting look. Yeah. So you just kind of keep pushing it. I was always like, into the weird, weird stuff. Like, look at that guy. You know, yeah. can we start looking at these things, Daniel? Like, like... Because there's just so many interesting things, and they're kind of staring me in the face. This is obviously a lap ceiling. We will get to this. And do these things have names? Uh, yes. Or do they not? I've never... Because everyone's like, oh, what, do. what are the models? I'm like, you don't really make models so much, because there are... This one is I the Night them. Owl. Oh, okay. So they have proper names. I didn't even know that. They kind of do, kind of don't. And this is light, so I assume this is Yeah, chambered. this one's chambered. Uh, it's a one-piece mahogany body, and then a thin cedar top. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... You don't see it, though. Oh, yeah, you can see it. Yeah. I never even knew these were... Yeah, yeah. And then, uh... Oh, it's got crazy heavy flat wound. Yeah. Yeah, Eric, I got those from Labella from, uh, they're brass flats, like 12 to 52. And so that was great, too, like... But this guitar really has a sound. Yeah. So that's the thing about, like, these mass-produced guitars that they generally, like, this guitar has character. Yeah. You know what this is going to sound like when you plug it in. Yeah. You can hear it. Well, that's what I learned from you and Danny, too. It's like, you pick up a guitar, 
you know what it's going to feel and sound like in five seconds. Right. You don't have to plug this in. Yeah. You know, the pickups work. And that's that's where I've always gone with like. That's why I had to make my own pickups too. Just like right, you made all these pickups. Yeah, because right? I used to use Lawlers. Who were well, great. tell that one story of like, cause, you know, we discussed PAFs and all this and the greatest things ever. And I remember like the first pickup you ever made sounded amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moss <laughs> like, what out. The, yeah. the first pickup you ever made? Yeah. It's the best sounding pickup I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> What's that one about? Using a sewing machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is that sound? Yeah, like, we still use we, the sewing machine. Yeah, we put it on a guitar. with like, it sounds amazing. Yeah. Like, what is with it? You know, it's, it's funny. It's like half of it's like this thing where. Like it has to be made by elves and you know yeah. like magic things on another planet or something. But then you made one with like <laughs> a yeah. sewing machine. It sounds amazing. Yeah, because Moss learned. Well, right, someone knew what they were doing. Yeah, obviously. so Moss but, learned on like YouTube of <laughs> saw some guy and he's like, oh, great, I can do that. So started doing it, and then that was right when he moved into my shop. Right. So then he's like, dude, why aren't you making your own pickups? I was like, you can okay, do that. right? Yeah, great, let's do it. And right. he's like. Dude, I couldn't believe the first one you made I put in a guitar. He's like, Yeah, I remember Mojo great. going like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. hey, you know, Cobra made this pickup and it's the best pickup ever. And I was like, what are you talking about? He doesn't even have me. Yeah. He's like, oh, hey, you made a pickup. <laughs> so it's been fun. So, like, I've been doing ones without the pole pieces. Yes, yeah, So you can get them quieter. They're yeah. more potted. And they have a bit more mid-range to it. And then this P90 I wound has actually a dummy coil in the bottom of it. So it's quiet. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's gonna, like you figure out these little things and you well, learn tricks. What we're going to do at the end, so I, you know, Daniel can cut them into this, is we'll just play them. But we'll make little demo videos for all of these, yeah. and you can explain what's going on with them because these totally. really are different, you know, than most people's guitars. Yeah, yeah. You know, this one really is interesting. I love this model. Yeah, that one. That one is my main guitar. I've been touring with that one for years. American Airlines even smashed it. Oh yeah, they sent me a check. It was nice. I was like, I gotta find the builder. <laughs> I, I gotta that find one, the guy. It's killer. Um, and then this one is obviously right here. So yeah. what's this one called? This one. Uh, this one's obviously chamber two. Yeah, that one's also mahogany, but with a flame maple, like quilted maple top, and a maple neck and a roasted maple fingerboard. Now, what is the roasted thing? I've been into it a little bit. It's just more kiln dried. Right. So to me, it's like a presence. You it all the time now. It's to me, it's like a, the presence knob on a fender. Is that right? It just kind of opens up the top, and it's definitely a little brighter. Interesting. Because what is it doing? Taking it's more taking more moisture, moisture out. out. Yeah. Interesting. And it also darkens the wood, so it gives it a little bit of a different. Because that's, oh, this that's is maple. just maple. That's maple. Oh, it just that's becomes that quarter sawn maple. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, you see the back of it. Yeah, that's just a totally maple. different color. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you just you just did the fretboard? Yeah, yeah, I got it like that. You just order it. Oh, you order it? Oh, you don't. Yeah, yeah, I just you got it from my... Oh, no, I don't have a kiln. <laughs> so I just had my wood guy just like, yeah, I'll take that. That's interesting. I didn't never knew what the whole roasting thing was. I keep hearing that It's now. cool. It, you know, it's just a way to try it. Because maple's maple. Right now, with you can all now, next, I yeah, yeah, like, carving everything. So I'm just getting blocks of wood now. Just got a new bandsaw, which I'm excited about. Listen, and these guitars really have a personality. Yeah, I love that one. And this one's got light, like regular electric guitars. Yeah, on it, but that's probably a friend of yours or something. Right? Yeah, this one I made for my friend Sam. This and what's that one this called? This one's number twenty-five. You've made twenty-five of those. Uh, I'm up to 28 now. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, you've been busy. Been very busy. And what's that model called? Um, bang. Sorry, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. 
I named this one. Well, good. So I, I don't feel bad because I don't know the names because no. you don't know them. Yeah. I don't know. It's this thing. Well, it's what, that thing. What if I want to order one of these later? You just call me. <laughs> just <laughs> send me that. What about that? So I the, remember this guy. This one's a special one. That one, I was like, I got to make myself a guitar. And I ordered this. Oh, man. Listen. Yeah. It's huge. Because <laughs> right now, all big guitars sound really yeah, big, yeah, but yeah. this one certainly does. So, this one was kind of the start and the prototype how I've been doing my hollow bodies now. Um, I got a huge piece of maple and I cut it down the middle and then wow. cut around, so like a half inch all the way around, and then re glued it. So, it was like a skeleton and then put it back. Bracing than the top, so Good it's job. an old redwood top, maple sides, and then a Brazilian rosewood back I got from Brian Monte years ago. Wow, look at that! Yeah, that was that's a fun one. This guitar sounds amazing. And that's just a maple neck with a V and then a maple fingerboard. I've seen a lot of things you playing. Yeah, I've played that one a lot. And then then I did volume and tone for each pickup. That's fun. So it's like I've did always, you make these pickups? Yeah. So I've been getting more into now just like cutting more, like I've been cutting all my aluminum pickguards. Yeah, so, well that's like the evolution of things. Yeah, you know, like because like there's things like you can buy pickup rings or make them. Make them. <laughs> yeah, that's like Josh's <laughs> thing. He's like, oh, I can just make that. Yeah. You know, like, it's like Tony Zemitis and D'Angelico have been like my two main favorite builders. And it's like they make weird shit, like yeah. weird pickguards and weird pickup rings. And yeah, so Midas was stuff. the first one you really saw that did like, custom, just like the, that's not a Gibson or a Fender. Exactly, Some has his own weird thing. scale, right? Skinny neck and Olympic, and there's also that. Those are like the yeah, three. Yeah, well, by the early '70s, yeah, there was stuff going on. Yeah, you know, like but because yeah, Olympic was doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. There were tons. Yeah, there was Valinos. Exactly. You know, there was I remember all... that one Danny had yeah. from Ford or something. And then someone bought the name from Minnie. Yeah, and Danny bought a few of those, and they got sued immediately. Yeah. Stopped, but Danny had a few with the red, uh, with the ruby, yeah, or something. Yeah, but like, and Danny had a Valino body, yeah, without a neck. I remember he was that. For a neck. Yeah, didn't you I think always he, want that? Or yeah, I think eventually he found. But yeah. they don't think they made that many of those. No, you know, see, like Greg Ullman had one, and someone like Todd Rundgren had one. I remember that. And a couple other people. I yeah, think it was like a bass or something, but. But yeah. yeah, I'm sort of surprised no one's written a book on that. Yeah, you know, like there were so many of those small builders that came totally. and went. You know, like but all that stuff like got in my head of all the weird guitars and shit we had at Chelsea and stuff, and just stuff we got to see. Well, that's what's supposed to happen. Is yeah, you sort of see all this stuff, and then you come up with what you think is the coolest parts yeah. of all. That's what those I got guitars. with all the knobs and like as many pickups as you right, can. Right, like an ES5. I always yeah. want like a huge headstock. So right. now I have three different headstocks. I have this one. The six in line. Oh, so you could make, say, that guitar with this headstock and... Anything. Oh, that's interesting. So then also with bass, I do two in a side. Right. Or four in line. Right. And then I've been getting a lot of orders now with that headstock reversed. Oh, interesting. So the, I just made a guitar oh, so for Richard Fortas from Guns N' Roses. I saw that. That was really fun. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> that was kind of this model with the... No, no, it was a really long... That's right. It was something I'd never really saw before. Yeah, I put a few guitars together because we designed these. Like, I want to offset 335-ish thing. Oh, he designed that with you? Yeah, we were on the phone a bunch. Ah. It was an amazing experience because I used to work on his guitars a little right. bit at 30th Street. And That's right. Then I just hit him up. I was like, dude... 
I'd be honored to do a guitar with you, you know? And he was like, dude, I'm down. So I was like shitting my pants. <laughs> Did you bring it to like sound check of the guard yeah. or something? <laughs> he he t- and I just finished it the day before, so I'm like the same thing. It's always yeah. Yeah. last screws in the cab on the way over there. And yeah, <laughs> and then he's like, dude, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but like, can you bring it to sound check? I was like, yes, I can. Yeah, Slash will be there. <laughs> and I've also I'm on my way. just like. Didn't mention it's like that's my favorite band in the world. So, like, I mean, when I'm I met you, you had like, the Slash Les Paul. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm dying. You were all about the Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Oh yeah. So then we designed this guitar together, and it was cool. It was like one pickup, and it was like a 335 up here, and then this guitar's horn, but right. pushed up forward. Yeah, it was. It really was a different. lot of few different guitars. Then a semi hollow, but then a half inch cedar top, wow. and a mahogany body. And then I, yeah, it was it was a Gibson scale. And then how long does it take you to build something like that? Like how long does it take? Like if someone placed an order for this tomorrow, uh, be how like, how long does it take you to build a guitar? Like straight from scratch, like a month or two. That's it. Yeah, that's not bad. No. Well, that's how you're able. So you're a faster builder than some people. I'm, so, I mean, I've. But if you've already built twenty eight of this. Oh, no, no, of all of them. All together, oh, not okay. just this model. Oh, it's 20 guitars. Just I number each one. Oh, okay, so they, yeah, yeah. they don't have their each no, no, no. thing. Yeah, and then I've been I've always cut out my logo with yeah, a jeweler's saw, each one at a time. And it would take me about a couple hours each, and then I finally just got logos. That's um, cool. But I'll still do this if somebody wants, but it's just a different option now. Right. But, That's uh, really cool, though. Yeah, it's been fun to do that. It's like, and oh. do you still do the Firebird thing? Uh, I've done, I did one recently. I did, uh, this one went to this guy Michael in England. Reverse headstock. Firebird 3 mini humbuckers. So that was black. Or yeah, black yeah, with the cool. aluminum pickguard. But that was like this. Chambered, thin cedar top. It was a bolt-on or a... Bolt-on. bolt-on. Yeah, your fibers are bolt-on. Yeah, everything. Right? I've, I've only done one set neck. That's right. These are all bolt-on. Yeah. I just... I kind of like the sound more. Yeah, it's a different thing. It's a little brighter. Like, yeah. I'm... Because I, I use flats and a lot of echo and reverb, so I always tend to go brighter. Right. Because you can always tone down... <laughs> yeah, that's why I always thought. Bright. You, you can't... Know, guitars you can't are too dark and unusable. Yeah. You know, like... You can't brighten up a guitar. Right. Without like, it sounding... Right. As long as it's not just completely shrill. Yeah. Like, you exactly. can always just back things yeah. off. Exactly. You know, like... I like the headroom. It's like a huge thing. Yeah, I think that's like 17 inches. Yeah, it's like one. an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, and it's been a fun, like... Your guitars have really evolved. If you go on your, like, Instagram page and you go through them, you could see the evolution of them. Yeah, they've definitely... Becoming a thing. Just get better and better of Or you find learning. your voice inside of these guitars. Totally. You know, like, that's what's supposed to happen. Exactly. You like, like, I feel like a thing with making the pickguards and the pickup rings, like, uh, it starts there and the shapes. Right. Like, definitely started Because you took a different path than a lot of builders. You know, yeah. like, when you... You know, like you were, you were already in a band that was doing all kinds of shit. Yeah. And you were in New York City, and you were always good at promoting your stuff anyway. Like when yeah. you opened Cobra Guitars, you had Billy Gibbons there like in the second week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people would dream, like die yeah. to have like people, but you were already had a lot of buzz around your stuff. Like yeah. Cobra was, Guitars had a shitload of buzz right up from the gate. Yeah, it was, it was, that was a funny thing too. Of like, I remember I got that three page spread in Premier Guitar right. like two months into it. <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I always right, did, like, other I builders used to go to me like, how is Cobra doing that? I'm like, it's just the way he rolls, you know? Like, you know he's in New York City, he's, he's playing out until five in the morning every yeah. day. Yeah, well, you, you just saw a guitar to some, some guy at like five in the morning at a bar? A few times. 
fuck? A few times. Yeah. Well, that was the best about, like, it was all coincidence of, like, Jeff working at the bar. Right. We had the band together. And, they, like, I couldn't afford to go out every night. Yeah. But Jeff was bartending. Right, well, that's how you do it in New York and, City. Yeah. If you're like us, you just have to go to your, where your friends are. Because in Torn of Raven, my bass player was a bartender. We went to we Chenet Bar because it was the only place I could get in at 18. Because <laughs> you introduced me and you're like, oh, he's in the band. Right. And then we were good. And we could drink for free. Yeah. <laughs> and go crazy. It's like, so there's that. And then the band... And then, yeah, just going out and... Well, you're always very good at promoting yourself. Where yeah. A lot of the builders are really good at building, but they're not particularly good. And, they're, you know, they can, they're not in New York City. Yeah. Know, so they're not, they don't have access to that kind of totally. thing. But, you know, you were out doing your thing. You know, you yeah. were perfectly in the right place at the right time. Yeah, and going to venues and stuff. And then you end up hanging out with all the guys in the bands or right. playing a festival. And, like, what are those guitars? Right. Oh, People I would always them. go to me, like, you know, like, you know, like, oh, how does Cobra get all that, you know, attention for his stuff? And I was like, well, he's in New York City. He's playing in a big band. And he's just very good at talking to people. You know, that's a big part of it. Yeah. You know, like, because you have a lot of builders just want to be holed up somewhere in the middle of nowhere and be left alone to do their shit. Which is I would cool. Lose my shit. That's fine, but you do have to. With the internet, you can promote yeah. and you can get something going. But you were really, really doing street level. I was also I was I was bringing guitars out yeah. to bars because they were aged. Yeah, I was like, oh, pour some whiskey on it. <laughs> Why not? Like it was fun. But then having the shop on Third Street, oh, bars done at four. Yeah, let's go back. Let's there. go listen to records and hang out. That's where I met my really good friend Matt Sweeney, and right. he's been amazing and. I'm actually making a guitar for him now. Yeah, I think every time I went to Cobra Guitar, someone was sleeping on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it happens. <laughs> or I was like, where's Cobra? Sam He's sleeping there. back there. Sam slept there for a while. Oh, Sam lived there for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. With his, like, stripper girlfriend. <laughs> and the place was, like, the size of over there. Yeah. When Ma started working there, he would come in at 10 a.m. We're like, you're still up. Matt's on the yeah, that floor. That guy doesn't look too good. <laughs> Come on, guys. Time to work. Start yeah, playing some, like, Shaka yeah. Khan or Sheik. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I remember time. going there with Night Bob one day, and you guys were <laughs> smoking away, and everybody's carrying on, and Bob just goes, like, this is what places like this were like in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> remember, I had my old phone from the funeral home, and then I had my park stack, my Marshall stack. Yeah, the stereo the was, like, super slow. Yeah. Oh, and we didn't notice that until, like, a year or two yeah, later. Like, what is that? Weird. The guy was, was the really racker. high. Yeah. <laughs> like going half speed, and it was like, like but I got really into it. So then yeah, then like, you were trying to tell me one day it sounds better. Yeah. It's like, dude, this Guns N' Roses sounds better. better like, at appetite, half speed. Appetite for destruction sounds better slow. Sounds like Aerosmith. It's, it's awesome. It's a, and yeah, it's like it, but it's, Doug, it sounds bigger. Yeah, you were trying to explain it to me one day. Like, like yeah, shut up, Cobra. Yeah, I was like, Get a new no, it just player. sounds slow. <laughs> It's in the wrong key, and it's yeah. and Axel's voice he, is no longer high. He can't play no. with anything. <laughs> I was like, welcome to the jungle. Yeah. It's like, this is my speed I don't think up. it's that awesome. And you're just really high, and yeah. it sounds okay. It works. But that was like, you know, that's part of the thing, too. Yeah. You know, that's the one thing that, like, you know, a bad cult, you know, especially, and that's why, you know, it, it's terrible to say, but that's why Cobra Guitars was getting a lot of vent, because you guys were really living it. 
you know, you guys were really doing the thing. Yeah. And really getting out there. And, you know, this is artistry and it's music. Yeah. You know, so like, That's the you, you can look at it as like some scientific thing. But if you're really living your art and doing your thing, there's something to that. And people want to be a part of that. Definitely. You know, like, so you were really doing, you had the whole package. You had this whole idea. You had a band that was playing these guitars. And you were doing it. You were out every night, you know, yeah. networking with bands and doing the thing. And that's how, and you formed the guitar company. Yeah. You know, so like, because I always forget things a lot of people who would watch these podcasts. You can't write it. You can't. Right. You can't. You just have to do your thing. You know, like you can't kind of half-ass do your thing. There's like rules and what you should do, but then it's like there's things that you can't control. Right. And with the internet, you hear stories of all the time of people pursuing their passion. Like I always think, you know, if there were these things when I was young, I would probably watch them and try to figure out how I could become like those people who get to do this for a living. You know, when you're a kid and you're trying to figure out how you're going to like. You know what are you going to be when you're going to be older, and if you totally. don't, if you love music and you want to be a guitar player, you know there's a chance that it may not work <clears throat> out where you can be a professional guitar player. Totally, but you want to be around guitars. You didn't really know there were all these other alternative things like guitar. You could work in a guitar shop. You didn't quite figure that out yet. But, yeah, you know, like but now people know. So I figure people, you know, someone like Josh or like you know I had Alex Glass or he's a big you know time luthier kind yeah. of guy or you know Jamie Simpson who built amps mm-hmm. or Jeff from Champtone you know these are people who are making their living doing the thing that they love yeah so people a lot of it's like, I think people would be like well how did you become these things your story you is so much unique in that you were really just doing your thing well, and you get some lucky breaks. You know, you yeah. get a job at Chelsea. Eli. Yeah, right. met you and right and like those things that line yeah, up. Yeah, I met less. A lot of people. It was meeting me. You know, like because totally. I hired. It's like, oh, you Chelsea can guitars. work at a guitar store. It's like you don't even think about. Oh, I can get paid for this, right? Well, I really because I used to hang out at Chelsea Guitar. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I wanted to work there. Yeah. You know, but there really weren't jobs, and I wanted to work in a guitar shop in New York City, but there weren't jobs. Yeah. Like, I didn't have guitar shop experience. So you go and try to get a job in them, but they weren't going to even talk to you if you hadn't worked in another guitar shop. Totally. Well, that was the same thing with me. It's like, Danny's like, all right, you have this guy, have him talk to me and right. tell me you have a good head on your shoulders. People would send us resumes, resumes every day, you know, like people wanted to work in a guitar shop. That's yeah. what I would want to do. It was like my dream. You know, like I had other jobs when I moved to New York, just like whatever job you found in the New York Times yeah, like, yeah, yeah. in a warehouse or whatever, you know, and you just play. Yeah. And it was fine as long as it was tolerable and totally. it didn't, you know, you could show up really But there's a the thing over. too, like but a lot of times you're either in the band or you work at the guitar shop. Right. And we both had both. Right. Doing both, it just made perfect sense to me. Yeah. You know, you hang out in Chelsea all day, and then you go to rehearsal or you go to a gig at night. And it was a perfect life. I was like, I could do this for the rest of my life and be happy. Yeah. You know, like, like, you're never going to make any money, but who gives a shit? You know, like, totally. I was having a great time playing in a band with Mike Witte and, yeah, like, so and all those folks. And, you know, my band and your band would always play at Shea yeah, Bar. Yeah. You know, like, we were just having the times of our lives. Oh, you know, like, and just meeting so many great people. Yeah, we're out every time. night playing a place. Yeah. And then we were playing at Shanae Bar, like, you know, kind oh. of secretly. You know, like. Well, yeah, because there was a couple times of doing that, then I think there was school the next day. Of, like, all right, now we got to go in and shut up. You can't say anything. Yeah. Can't tell anybody, like, oh, I get a cool couple cool points of like telling this chick or whatever. Or right. Somebody like, oh, I played a Continental last night. Right. Like, how old are What's you? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> What's the Continental? Yeah. <laughs> right, I played there a lot. Yeah, and Dave and Joe having to come into work, just like those old subjects days, right when we were hanging out. It was yeah. Like, yeah, that was great. Yeah, we graduated, and it's like, all right, now let's do this. Yeah, now let's go for it. Now we're going on tour. <laughs> start working at Chelsea. Yeah, it just it opened up so many doors, you know. Yeah. And you would just meet people all day, you know. So like, it just you know it allowed all of us to become this. Yeah. Imagine when we were hanging out. It's like, oh, 
when you're 30, you're going to have your own guitar shop with LaBella and Moss, and you're going right. to have your own guitar shop upstate. You're yeah. like, I'm not leaving the city. Yeah, exactly. I would have never left Chelsea anyway. You know, it, it, things evolve. Like, you know, when it I changed, to, yeah. there was no internet. Yeah. You know, so it was a different way of doing things. Yeah, the Groon's book. <laughs> right. We had, I always tell that we did everything out of the Groon book. Yeah. You know, one little book. It was Bible falling was. apart. It was taped yeah. together. But that's how you found the serial this numbers. page is missing. Yeah, or like somebody like, where's the fucking Groon book? With that, we were lost. Like, who had it last? Yeah. You know, oh, it's back in the shop. Fucking Shit. Roger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, would be lost without the Groom book. Yeah. And people would be like, can I borrow this? We're like, no. Oh. We won't be able to work tomorrow. Yeah. It, was the only ac- it wasn't even had. totally accurate, but it was the only Ballpark. close yeah. information. You know, like, oh, what is this guitar? I don't yeah. know. Let's look. Oh, it's this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a 355T. Right, like what does that mean? Like yeah. what year did they make this from? <laughs> One year. Yeah, what does the serial number mean? Yeah. Oh, it's an A at the B. Oh, they did that. Oh, okay, I get yeah, it. Yeah. You know, it was, but that was the only way to know that stuff. Totally. Now you just go on the internet. You know, but you know, like but it was a different world because totally. you had and the thing with guitar shops back then is like you you had to go to them to buy your strings. Mm-hmm. You had yeah, to go you to them to buy them. a pick. Yeah, you know, so like that was the that's what went away. Is like that was the real the revenue stream of guitar. That's guitars. it was repairs, picks, cables. and I strings. used to tell people that like that we didn't never had to sell a single guitar. Yeah, as long as as long as all that was happening, like we made a lot of money on repairs. Yeah, yeah. But you know, everyone who came to the guitar shop basically left fifty bucks there. Because as long as you're there, you're going to grab a couple sets of strings. I lost my cable at the last yep. gig, and I lost my stand. And, oh, look at that cool new slide. I'll take one of those, too. So everyone, so the cash is always coming in, mm-hmm. and that paid salaries. Exactly. That's all gone now. Yeah. That's why, for a lot of reasons, like, and... There's reverb and... Right, which is great. Yeah. You know, it allowed me to do what I do it's without... Just, you have to pivot. Right. It's like, I changed the business model. Right, it changed, and... You know, it changed right when I was. It really, like reverb and all those things started. I was already doing Mountain Cat, but yeah. like Mountain Cat, the it's idea of it was I just I bought a house that had a building in it and or a business in it. I wanted to. I didn't want a store. Like yeah, when I, I was leaving the city, I was that. like, I can't do guitar stores anymore. Like I, I just, can do a store for but that's not the point. Yeah, and I didn't enjoy it anymore. Yeah, like I enjoyed it at Chelsea. Yeah, you know, I, I lived for it. Exactly. You know, like I would go there. I think I I. We were both there on our days off. Yeah. Even. The first, like, six years I worked there, I worked six days a week. I never took a day off or a sick because I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I never took a vacation. Yeah. I didn't live the, I, you know, the only time I left the island of Manhattan was to play a gig. Yeah. I never went on vacation. Like, yeah, why would I go yeah. on vacation? I've been there. Yeah. I would just want to be like, well, what's going on at the guitar store? Yeah. You know, like. That's fun. Oh, yeah. geez around or Yule's around. Yeah, the, it was I supposed to, to close at. Queen. Right. It was supposed to close at 7 o'clock. Like, it was at 10. 10 o'clock, and Danny would be like, order a pizza. Yeah. You know, like, oh, how about the White Castle? <laughs> The White Castle, uh, yeah, those uh, contests. Yeah, those were fun. Man. Well, that was right when you first started working there. You yeah, claimed you could eat like fifty White Castles or something. I tried. I know, it was gross. <laughs> <laughs> that was during our harsh White Castle. Oh, After man. every gig, yeah. we give Roger a hundred bucks and be like, "Go to White Castle." Get a crave cake. Or you, right? Yeah. And meet at my apartment. <laughs> like ten dudes eating White Castle. Yeah. Oh, so sorry. Oh, that was harsh. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were young. Your body could handle it. Exactly. We had a theory that if you ate White Castle. And then you went to the gym the next day. You were stronger. And it seemed to be true. I think so. You put your body through turmoil. Yeah. And then you just Yeah, because you, your innards out. now have been abused so badly. Because yeah, they have superhuman strength. Yeah. Like, now you would die. Yeah. Like, no thank you. I still like White Castle, but I don't really no, need it anymore. I haven't touched it. No, there's one near here. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> to get that on the way out. It's not far. <laughs> I'm only going to like the castle, though? It's a, it, it's a white it castle. Or is it in the thing? No, it's a white castle. Oh, wow. It was a good the they, one. Because I grew up castles. near here. I remember when they opened it. Wow. 
You know, That's like, good. and then I grew up near her, so like when I was in like young, we would get drunk at the New City Pub. I grew up in a town called New City, and I would close at like three o'clock, and every single person would get in their car, and everyone would head towards White Castle, <laughs> and you'd see all the same exact people. <laughs> but they wouldn't let you in the White Castle because everyone was so drunk there would be fights every night, so you could only use the drive-through. Right. So like the whole town would be hanging out in the Walking parking lot, in a line. <laughs> the whole party would just go there. <laughs> you White Castle, and then you go oh, home man. and sleep all day, yeah. and then do it again. Then you know that's what you do when you're young. Yeah, you know that's the best. This is the conclusion of episode eight, which was part one of our talk with James Cobra Carbonetti from Carbonetti Guitars. And we hope you enjoyed it. And you could find these on YouTube and iTunes. And you can find more information about these on my website, which is mountaincatguitars.com, or on Cobra's website, which is uh, Instagram.com slash Carbonetti Guitars. And thank you. And um, episode nine will be part two of our um, talk with James.